Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus this morning. Can you please welcome someone as you take your seats? Can you welcome someone as you take your seats this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is DGC Day 2. Day 2. How was day 1? How was day 1? How many of us were here yesterday? It was a blast. Praise the Lord. I'd like to say thank you to every woman in the house. Give yourselves a big, 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 big round of applause. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Because you didn't show up for me, you know now. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for counting yourselves, you know, thinking of yourself as important to show up yesterday and even today. God bless you. So we're in day two, and scripture says better is the end of a thing than the... You're not sure whether it's going to be better because it's just shorter. It doesn't mean that it won't be better. Hallelujah. So no... Uh, my, my, my time is short. Let me just get to it. But before I get to it, an encouragement. And the encouragement is this. Anytime we have programs, you know, we had um, Supernatural Shift last weekend, and now we're having DGC. Please ensure that you have an action point. You take an action point from every meeting that you go to. It is not enough to hear. The Bible says that the doer of the work will be blessed, not the hearers. Hallelujah. Because we tend to, you know, we, we do a lot of programs, we do stuff, we do meetings and all of that. It is not the hearers that will be blessed. It is the doer of the work. So, every meeting that you go to, make sure that at the end of the meeting, there is an action point. There's something you want to do, no matter how little. There's something you are taking away. You are saying, I'm going to change this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. Amen? It's very important. Otherwise, we will become dull of hearing. After some time, and that is what we see in Christendom. You know, you have heard, heard. This morning I was telling, I was asking one of my team members. I said, I, is it, I, I hope yesterday wasn't an information overload. Because there were three powerful speakers. So it's possible to, you know, to have that 
that information is just coming at you and is a lot. But out of all of that information, something must strike you. And there must be something you are saying, I'm going to be doing. I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to improve on this. So please, let there always be an action point when we meet, we gather, we go for trainings, we go for seminars, we go for, you know, all of those meetings. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So yesterday, like I said, was a blast. We had Mrs. Awushika here, live and direct. Mm? Live and direct, we had her here. We had Ruth Esume and we had Jay Booms, Bumi George. Praise the Lord. So this morning, they said a lot of things yesterday. And I want to encourage again, please go back. Because you couldn't have heard all they said yesterday. Go back to the YouTube uh, video and listen again and again. Praise the Lord. So this morning, uh, let me start this way. Okay. Deborah, for, uh, Judges 4-4. Don't mind me. Deborah Yes. <laughs> she has become a book to me, you know? Judges 4-4. Four, four. Praise the Lord. That is our anchor scripture for the conference. That's our anchor scripture for the conference. And you can find the story of Deborah in uh, Judges 4 and Judges 5. Fofo says, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. Now Deborah, her name actually means bee, honeybee. That's the interpretation of Deborah. Says, was a prophetess. She was the wife of Lapidoth. And she was judging Israel at that time. Okay, so this is after Joshua had departed from, had left or had died. You know, there was Moses, there was Joshua. And after Joshua, there were judges. Before Israel told God that they wanted a king. So, in the list of judges... Deborah was the fourth judge after Joshua. She was the fourth judge. But she happened to be the only woman that was a judge in Israel at that time. In fact, in the, in the whole of the Bible, she was the only woman that occupied that kind of leadership position. Praise the Lord. So, she was multi-talented. She was one of the most multi-talented women in the Bible. She was a wife. She was a mother. Because if you go back, to, if you go to Judges 5, I think verse 7, we were talking about how she said when she was singing that her song, after they had defeated, um, defeated um, um, Sisera and, you know, that host, the, Canaan, the Canaanite uh, um, army, she said, I, 5-7, 5-7, is 5-7. He says, village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. When you see all these people that say mother in Israel, this is where they got it from. 
you hear all those, all those CNS, they say mother in Israel. This is where they got the mother in. So she was a mother. She was a wife. They didn't talk about her children, but we want to believe that she had children. She was a wife. She was a mother. She was a prophetess. She's one of the seven. Some people say seven prophets. Some people say nine. Anyway, she was one of the few prophetesses in the Bible because there were few compared to the men. She was a judge. She used to judge matters. She would sit under the palm tree, you know, and they would bring matters to her to judge. So she was a judge. She was a singer. She sang a song in Judges uh, chapter 5. She was a poet. You know, that song was like she was singing, you know, like song and a poet. And lastly, she was a political leader. Just one woman. She was a political leader. She was a political leader. And it seemed from this, you know, from the story that she occupied all of those places perfectly. Perfectly. But like I said yesterday, this, this year our theme is wife code. And we are focusing on that part of it. Because the Bible, God doesn't make mistakes. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit breathed on men to write the scriptures. So for them to have put there that she was a wife is for us to see that, yes, she was powerful, but she was still a woman under authority, under the authority of a man. Praise the Lord. Under the authority of a man. Under the authority of a woman. So she was a judge. She was the ruler in Israel at that time. But she was still a wife. Praise the Lord. And I think I just said yesterday that the fact that you are a wife does not mean that. And I like, you know, how all the other speakers also talked about that yesterday. That you are a wife does not mean that you cannot become great in the marketplace. The fact that you are a wife is not a ceiling, it's not a capping point. Does not mean that you cannot do great things for God. In fact, every human being was created with a potential. And I like how Mr. Awoshika put it. When you get back to the heaven, to your maker, he will not say, you will not give the excuse that it was because you are a wife. That was why you failed in your assignment. Because every human being has an assignment. Hallelujah. Some people's assignments are grand. You know, they are very grand, as in, you don't need binoculars to see them. They are shouting everywhere. See, Mrs. Awoshika, it is shouting. Do you understand? But some people's assignments seem very little that you need a binoculars to see them. Do you understand? Like, you're saying, where's the gift? I'm looking for it. I can't find it. How many people are in that in that position? Ah, ah, fast they go on you No, no, no. There are people. I used to be one. I, when they are saying gifts, I don't come out for anything because I, I can't see. I can't see the gift that time. So there are some people that the 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 assignment is is just. But God is not going to judge you based on. He's going to judge you on based on what He gave you. He said he gave somebody one talent. He gave another person two. He gave another person five. According to the ability. 
He was the one that created. So he knows the ability, the capacity that you have. So he's going to give you, according to that capacity, the person with the two talents increased capacity. Do you understand? Increased capacity. Two talents increased capacity. The person with five increased capacity. But the person with one said, ah, what is this? What are, we, what are we going to do with this one? What? 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 I beg you. When, when people are, are, are feeling stadium, feeling stadium, pulling crowd, eh? you're hearing their name everywhere. And then they say, I should go and be ministering to one person. Do you know that the person that saved Billy Graham, that preached to him, we don't know the name of the person. We don't. We don't. But all of us know Billy Graham. So, what am I saying? Don't despise whatever it is that God has given you as a woman. You have a gift. So, apart from being a wife and a mother, you have a gift. If you have not discovered it, please go and look for it. In fact, it doesn't need that looking for that much. Just sit down. Sit down and be quiet. You would know that gift that you have. Praise the Lord. So, Deborah's life is an example of the power that womanhood has to influence society for good. And uh, I, want to, I'm, I titled this Lessons from Deborah. Let me run quickly. Number one that I see was that Deborah was a woman of balance. She was a woman of balance. She learned how to balance her role as a leader of the nation and still be Lapidot's wife. You know, yesterday I was talking about the fact that because of the happenings, happenings, a lot of women have been hurt in their relationships. So women are saying now, particularly now that a lot of women are coming into awareness, into prominence. Women are saying, please, I don't need a man. I'm okay all by myself. That's not the kingdom way. That's not God's way. That's not God's way. And I know that I liked when uh, Jay Boom said yesterday that there was something on, on the social media and she reacted and people were saying, please put it down. No. God's way is that there is a man and there is a wife. There is a man and there is a wife. So no matter how influential you become as, you know, a woman, you cannot say you don't need a man. In fact, in my you know studying of this of Deborah, some 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 uh, how do we call it now? Some some things I read actually said that like Lapidoth was like a was uh, you know when she went out she went out every day she was out she was sitting under the tree she was judging she was counseling so when she came back home it was Lapidoth was like the one saying okay you know come and rest you have done well. Do you understand? Lapidoth was a stabilizing force for her. And I'm going to drop this here. In times to come, in days and years to come, there are Deborah's arising. And I told, I said that yesterday. In the agenda of God in the next couple of years, you see it even starting now. There are Annas, there are Esthers, there are Deborah's arising. 
And we need men like Lapidus. We need men who are not afraid of the success of their wives. We need men like a Dave Mayer. How many of you know Dave Mayer? It is just Mayer that all of you know. But Dave is forever sitting in front anytime those conferences are taking place. Hallelujah. So we need men who are not scared, who are not insecure of the gifts of their wives. Praise the Lord. We're not talking to men this morning, but I needed to drop that. So she was a woman of balance, and Lapidoth was with her all of the way. Lapidoth made the job easier. I said when the Bible says she was a wife, it's to show us that that position of wife was as important and valuable as the other things that she did. It was as important and valuable. It was not as if the wife was, uh, you know, like, uh, those ones are more important. Wife, wife, let's leave wife. No. That wife also was important. Praise the Lord. So, we must learn to maintain balance. We must learn to maintain balance. That's lesson one that I see from Deborah. Lesson number two. Deborah's confidence was rooted in a close relationship with God. You know, Mrs. Aoshika said yesterday that she was, she had God on the go. She had God on the go. It was not a case of, ah, let us go to the top of the mountain before we hear God. Do you understand? On the go, every day she had God. She had to hear God because she was counseling people. She was delivering judges. Her judges had to, her judgment had to, had to be right. She was delivering judgment. So her confidence was rooted in a close relationship with God. And in her awareness of her assignment or calling, she had an assignment, she had a calling. So her confidence was rooted in a close relationship. She was a worshiper. She was a worshiper. She had her ears close to the heart of God. And that was where her confidence, you know, was rooted. So to be a successful wife, you need to be in close fellowship with God. To be a, to be a, it's not enough to be a wife. We can be successful wives. To be a successful wife, you need to hear God. You need to be in close fellowship with him. Deborah had God on the go, in motion. Deborah had God. Praise the Lord. Number three, Deborah lived as a godly woman whose virtue won the community's respect for her husband. You know, in that time in Israel, Israel is, is even up till now, is largely a patriarchal society. As in, the men, no, it is a man's world, true, true. The woman was either, the woman either belonged to her father and from her father was handed over to the husband. So to say, the women did not have a voice. But in the midst of all of that, there was a Deborah that arose. 
she lived as a godly woman. Her virtue, you know, she was so virtuous that they accepted her. In fact, she was that powerful that when she said to Barak to go to the war, Barak said, if you don't go with me, I'm not going to go. So that shows you how influential she was in her society. So she was a virtuous woman, and she won the community's respect, even for her husband. Because they say, Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth. After that, we did not hear of Lapidoth. We did not hear anything about Lapidoth. Abby, that was the only time Lapidoth's name was mentioned. So even her husband, you remember the Proverbs 31 woman, said her husband is known at the gates. Her husband is known at the gates. Praise the Lord. Number three. Is that number three or number four? Number four. Thank you. Number four. It's number four. I talked about balance. I've talked about confidence. I, I'm talk, I talked about uh, godly. Number four. Deborah was known for her wisdom and courage. We need women of wisdom and courage in these times because things are going south and we need women who will stand up and say, no, this will not happen on my watch. Deborah is known for her wisdom and courage and is the only woman of the Old Testament who is known for her own faith and action, not because of her relationship to her husband or her father. You know, I said that in that time, Women did not have a voice. So you either belong to your father or you belong to a husband. Women were, you know, the man was really high up and the women were just, you know, that was how it was. But in the midst of that, she was known for her wisdom and courage. She was known for her wisdom and courage. So we need women of wisdom and courage in these times. We need women of wisdom. And one prayer you should always pray as a woman is to ask for wisdom. Because we need wisdom. To make a success of our homes, to make a success of, to train those children well, to even be successful in the marketplace, we need wisdom. Praise the Lord. So four lessons, four lessons from Deborah this morning. While God is calling women to arise, like I said, you have seen women are arising. There are Esthers. There are more prophetesses right now. There are Esthers. There are Annas. There are Debras. There are, you know, women are occupying such high positions now. While that is happening, the home front must not be neglected. Hallelujah. We cannot have a competition between being a wife and being a leader. We must know when to switch, when to change that heart. In the marketplace, you are a leader. When you get home, you drop the heart and take on the heart of a wife. You must know when to switch. You must know when to switch roles. You know, we must know when to change mantles. We must know when to change mantles. We cannot afford to have just one mantle and that is all there is to it. No. 
we must know when to change mantles. Yesterday, um, Ruth was talking about how we are mommy to the children, but to your husband, you still have to be a wife. Your husband does not need a mommy. Am I right? How many women do their husbands, um, you know, I've heard that, I've heard it time and time again, don't mother me. How many, have you heard that before? Your husband has said, don't mother me. I'm not your child. So, your children need a mother, but your husband needs a wife. And in that wife, you are, yesterday was mind-blowing. When we said, God said you are to help. He didn't specify the area you are to help. You can help physically. You can help financially. I'm sure that financially, people who were like, ah, kujo, kujo. <laughs> hey, it cannot be. You can help. You, God did not specify in the area you are going to be a help. But he said you are going to be a help. Is that not so? He said you are going to be a help. A help. A help, a support, an assistant. So he didn't say exactly where you are going to help, what you are going to help with. You help with, you can help with anything. You can help with anything. Praise the Lord. So please don't, don't limit yourself to, yes, I know that there are traditional roles for women that over time have come to stay with us. And, you know, for who we are in Africa, we don't ask questions. Thank God for the new generation that will ask you questions. You must answer them. We don't ask questions. We just take everything in um, hook, line, sinker, fisherman, and boat. Everything, we just take it in, you know. So, there are traditional rules, but there's nothing that says those rules cannot be switched. And listen to me with the air of, of your spirit too. I'm not saying you are the leader of the house. You can never be the leader as a woman. Because that's not the order of God. The order of God is that the man is the leader of the home. That's the order. And the reason why we are in so much chaos is because the orders have been changed. People are trying to switch, switch the orders. It won't work. Because the person that created has said, this is how I want it to be. And it is wisdom for us to just follow that path. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop here for now. I'm most likely going to come back. Because I think there's an assignment I must perform. But let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for your word. The entrance of your word gives light. And gives understanding to the simple. And we ask Jehovah God that you will shed light on our hearts, particularly as women at this time. To see and understand our roles in our homes, in our societies, with our children, with our husbands, and even in the nation at large. We ask, O oh God Almighty, for the wisdom and the courage to stand for what is right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.